devotional podcast to make sure you have the spiritual nourishment you need to make it through these difficult times. Have you ever had a time when people just open up to you out of nowhere? One of these incidents happened Sunday afternoon. Maybe I just seemed approachable, or the guy was wanting someone to bounce some thoughts off of. He asked me if today just felt heavy. He noted that people at his work were on edge, getting upset over very little or nothing at all. I affirmed that this year the pressure seemed to be building, and I could sense it too. Then he says something to the effect of, I don't know, man. Things are crazy right now. I wonder if it's like like, like getting ready for the second coming of Christ or something. Well, I asked him if he went to church anywhere. I often find this to be a non-intrusive question to turn conversations towards spiritual matters. He replied, no. Then I asked him if he wanted to know what the Bible says about the last days. He asserted that he did, and I prefaced the passage noting that it was written almost 2,000 years ago. So I turned him to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1-5. through 5. It says, But understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty, for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. Avoid such people. The guy was astonished. He said, that sounds just like today. And no doubt it does. Then he asked about all the crazy stuff, the earthquakes, the fires, the riots, the wars happening. I said, this is really no shock, as the Bible says in Matthew 24, that these same things are just the beginnings of birth pangs, meaning that they would happen suddenly and increase with a frequency and intensity as time went on. Before he left, I gave him a resource to check out, and then I told him to call or text me if he wanted to talk further. We will see where it leads. So, are these the last days? The description of society above that resembles our own was commonplace in the Roman society as well and rampant before Rome fell. Worldwide, earthquakes happen all the time. We are just more aware of them through tracking in the news. War and violence have also been the norm for human society since, since, well, really, since the Garden. A story in the New York Times stated that of the past 3,400 years of human history, only 268 of them have been in peace. That's only 8% of history. The wars now are bigger, with more powerful weapons, more deadly, and have more news coverage. In fact, right now, the Council on Foreign Relations is monitoring about 26 armed conflicts worldwide. It certainly sounds a lot like what Matthew warned us about. But Scripture also indicates that the last days actually started when Jesus came the first time. Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 and 2 says, Long ago, at many times and many ways, God spoke to our fathers through the prophets. But in these last days he spoken to us through his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom he also created the world. The long ago and at many times and many ways, speaking through the prophets, he's referring to the Old Testament. What we have through the New Testament is what was recorded in the quote-unquote last days. So if the coming of Christ started the last days, how much longer are they going to last? When is he going to return? What is he waiting for? Don't grow faint. This same question was asked by the church in the first century. Second Peter chapter 3 indicates that there are even those mocking the church about the return of Christ. 
When is he coming? But verses 8 and 9 encourage us. They say, Do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is a day. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promises, some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. The Bible is also clear that the Lord will not strive with man forever. He knows that all those that are his, and he is waiting for that last one. Verse 10 says that he would come as a thief in the night, meaning that we won't know when. The fact is, Christ's return has been imminent, meaning it could happen at any time since he ascended to heaven 40 days after the resurrection. In John 14:3, Jesus says, If I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Well, here we are 2,000 years later and asking the same question. When, Lord? You said you were coming. But the answer is still the same. Soon. No doubt 2020 has been quite a year. At this point, it's almost laughable. What next, right? What if this shakeup of the world as we know it wasn't the Lord stripping away the comfort that we've grown accustomed to so as to loosen our grip on this world and find our hope in Him looking forward to His coming? As strange as it's been, according to Scripture, there's still much worse still coming. So what are we to do? I believe it is we are to wait, watch, work, witness, and worship. I'm going to cover these one at a time. One, we ought to wait for his return. We ought to wait with anticipation. Are you ready? What are you doing to ready yourself? First John chapter 3, verse 3 says, Those who have this hope purify themselves. Next, we ought to work. We have to keep on working. If God wanted us to get saved and then just sit around and wait, he could have taken us to heaven immediately. But he wants you in the classroom, on the job site, involved in your neighborhood so that you can have the platform to witness. Then he wants you to witness to others. You've got the message that brings eternal life. You need to witness. God has specifically placed you exactly where you are, at school, at work, in the market, in your neighborhood, to be his witness. That day is coming. Don't regret not sharing the Lord with those who need it. You need to look for opportunities and steer those conversations towards the Lord. Then we need to be watchful. While we may never know the day or hour, we may certainly know the season. Being watchful ought to give urgency to our witness. All the while, we need to worship. We need to fix our eyes on Christ, the author and perfecter of our faith. So let's do that now. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for the blessed hope of your imminent return for the church. Because of that, we can thank you for shaking us up to get our attention now. In whatever time remains, let us be faithful witnesses, boldly proclaiming your word to those who we have contact with. We're praying specifically for opportunities and openness to share the gospel with family members and loved ones who don't know you. Even so, come soon. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Join us here Monday through Friday for more devotions from our pastoral staff and on Sundays for services streamed live on YouTube and Facebook. You can also join us in person on Sundays for service at 9 and 11, and also for our evening service at 6 p.m. Please go to our website, www.bfcsebring.com, for the links to services, and be sure to download our new app. Have a blessed day.